Hello, welcome to uh, Josie and Robin's Book Shambles Summer Hello. Reading Special. It's not necessarily for summer, by the way. This is kind of non-season uh, specific, but because it's this time of year where the Guardian will go, so, top summer reads. So, what are you going to be reading, Will Self? Something about dystopia. Um, um, I just read a book called uh, Dream of Ding Village, which is by Yan Lianke. Um, have have you read it? It's it's about. Um, I'm not even sure this exists. There's something very enigmatic about the way that you <laughs> delivered that. The dream of Ding Village. It's Dream of Ding Village, and I I thought it was brilliant. It was, oh my gosh, it was really moving and very uh, shocking. It's about um, how in China, I think in the 80s, there was a boom for people selling their blood. It was like a blood boom. But what happened was a lot of people then became infected with HIV and with hepatitis and things like that because it was kind of just done in a very... um, uh, What's the word? like Slapdash or ham-fisted way. Sure. Never remove blood ham-fistedly. Oh, absolutely. That's rule number one. But it, it was just a really fascinating bit that, like that was a real thing and yet it's like the novelization of it but also i think it's remarkable so basically i presume what they would so there was they just weren't sterilizing stuff they were just so in this in this um novelization of it it's people kind of set up their own uh i don't know what the word would be like independent blood banks and just did any old stuff so like reused needles reused equipment didn't really care it was like it was like a gold rush but for selling blood um, and um, also I just found it really interesting because what I wanted to do and who was it we were speaking to maybe it was with Natalie Haynes but it just made me realise that most of the fiction that I read is either American or British and that I don't read things in translation very much and that you know like it, it, it's the the whole literary traditions obviously are different and the whole structures are different and the whole like it's just been very interesting to try and read things more that come from other cultures and come from other countries and other literary traditions just like I think I refer to this all the time but just like the first time I saw the film The Host and I was like but generically the genre is all over the place what does this mean and being like oh all of my ideas of genre are rooted in my culture, do you know what I mean? Well, that's like I, I was thinking of n- not merely the because Bollywood often comes up as you know when that was first shown on British TV. On I think it used to be Sunday mornings in the like late seventies, and you'd go. It's a thriller, it's a musical. But I was watching some uh, Takeshi Kitano, who was one of my favourite filmmakers, and for some reason, his last few films haven't been properly released in the UK. Come on, artificial eye. Some of us do like these things. Um, but I, I watched Takeshi's, which is this film about him both being Takeshi Kitano and then a guy who's a bit of a kind of loser who looks like Takeshi Kitano and then this kind of just confusion of realities. Huh. And it's kind of a gangster film, but it's not. It's also a surreal comedy. And it's, yeah, I find, yeah, that mess up of... He's amazing, Takeshi Kitano. Yeah. I got this, uh, which is... Uh, I'm still... I find understanding um, quantum physics so hard. I was reading about quantum entanglement the other day, and I, I just, I don't know what's going on. I'm um, very impressed at how diligent you are in terms of your study, because I'm like, well, I read an article that somebody wrote about how they 
put marshmallow fluff in peanut butter. Yeah, but if I was diligent, then I'd understand it. But this no, the, this book, which is called Mysteries of the Quantum Universe, which is one of those great cartoon books uh, about a, a, an adventurer of a very kind of traditional cartoonish figure, a kind of, you know, round-faced, big-nosed, strange, bald, dot-eyed man. Uh, and it starts off, he's on the moon and with his, his wonder dog. And, uh, and then the dog uh, has its helmet smashed and it's killed, uh, so it, it dies on the moon. And then the ghost kind of the, the, the stuffed dog on the mantelpiece starts to talk to him and it just deals with understanding the quantum universe and and it's a really great cartoon book it's coming out I think it's just come out I genuinely oh I've got sneeze bless you bless you one more time oh no it's gone oh great no it's back no it's gone I genuinely feel like sometimes to learn graphic novels are the best like yeah. even when I was a kid you, you know that whole range that's like the guide to Freud, the guide to... Oh, I've got all of those, yeah. yeah. The graphic guides. It, it, like, maybe it's just the way my brain works, but it's like the stuff goes in there and it never leaves, and it's so helpful. And also, like, I've been reading a lot of, like, a graphic novel about the Paris Commune, which I think is called The Red Woman and Utopia. Utopia and the Red Lady or something. I'm so sorry not to be able to remember it properly. You've given but, them enough clues. Yeah, and it's it, it, like I feel like it's such a wonderful way to learn as well. Like, but also blew my mind about the Paris Commune, eighteen seventy one. Like, that's too close and too contemporary contemporaneous with too many things mm. that I didn't think were. And the idea that, like, you know, in nineteen nineteen, when people when you got Red Clydeside, they're all going to be thinking about the Paris Commune as if it was like us talking about the 60s like it's not that far away I know that it's it um, Red Virgin and the Vision of Utopia it is yes <laughs> oh you cheated you cheated on the screen also there's a really good one about Rosa Luxemburg like I've just been learning all my politics through oh, the oh who did the Rosa Luxemburg one I saw that in Gosh the other I day. can't remember Oh, well, there we go. We've given enough oh. clues. Uh, the, I actually got a couple of other ones. This one I really like. Oscar Zarati, who I think did the Freud one that you were talking about, did a lot of the beginners Freud and also did the great uh, Small Killing, which he co-wrote with uh, with Alan Moore. I should pick and... up Simon Gurr and there's someone he works with as well. They did a really brilliant Darwin one and a really brilliant Brunel one that were both really great. Well, but that's, I think that's done Hysteria. Uh, graphic novel, uh, which is uh, quite recent about you know what, uh, Freud and his work in hysteria, and this is the other one that I really like. Uh, I liked enough to write the introduction for, so I, I state that I have an interest. Well, only an interest in the fact that I. But it's it's called Murmurs of Doubt: Twelve Skeptical Graphic Novellas by Rebecca Fox, and they're just really beautifully done little um, kind of comic strips of people. Uh, based on on, on tr- people in their moment of religious doubt, people wow. who, uh, um, and it's it's yeah, it's it's a fascinating thing about kind of uh, dogma, rejection of dogma. About I mean, it's interesting when I, I know I mentioned the other day, and I'll keep banging on about it. Uh, but when I when I talk to uh, Dot, uh, who is Charlie Duke's wife, uh, the Apollo astronaut. Mm-hmm. and you know she is a, a born again Christian, and it's so full within her the whole time. Mm. And I find it really fascinating because I wouldn't argue against it. You know, he's a woman who's found it as a survival technique and didn't seem to use it in any way that I could see as a to you know a, a, a oppress other people. But it, I found the fact that then I immediately f- was looking at murmurs of doubt, and they are they're just really brilliantly done little stories. And at the end of each story, a little kind of description of the background of. There's a beautiful bit where talking about born again Christians. Uh, I'll just flick through. You talk about another book if you get a chance. <laughs> while you're okay, doing well, that. Um, so I finally read The Secret River uh, by uh, Kate Grenville. 
Oh, brilliant. Yeah, it was wonderful. There, w- there will be a uh, podcast with Kate uh, Grenville coming out quite soon. Yeah. I, uh, that we've done. She's really interesting. In terms of reading her historical writing, again, like, I just felt like it was so great to read novels and feel like I was being educated. Like, just in terms of allowing yourself to, like, inhabit the space of the poverty and difficulty and, um, like, squalor of... 19th century London and then you know for her she wrote something you know and it's so devastating about the colonialization of Australia it's so fucking devastating but it's so well wrought and it's so kind of uh, subtly part of the narrative you know it's all there and yeah and I was I was really excited yeah, to read I really it. enjoyed that I read I read um oh no I, I said that as well but Field Studies by Barbara Bainton which is the short stories collection she recommended which uh, again, really loved. It was really. See, for someone who says, "I wish I had more time to read," and I can only do a book in a week, I think you're getting through a lot more than a book in a week. Nah, yeah, at best, are. I do a book in a week. I do a lot of dipping in now. Oh, now what I would say that I recommend for this summer is, um, and I saw my friend tweeting about it. Um, uh, so, uh, the Good Immigrant, which was curated by Nick Ashley. Yeah, that's a very good collection. Yeah, it's it's so interesting and so good. Um, then uh, Sabrina Mafuz, who's a poet, has curated a collection of writing by uh, female Muslim writers in uh, the United... I think maybe just the UK. And um, it's called What I Would Tell You, I think. Um, then uh, Renier Edo Lodge, who we're hoping to get on yep. as a guest as well, has written a book that I have just started called Why I'm No Longer Talking to White People About Race. Um, which and like all of those they're so exciting like it feels like there's a really important new wave of people um, like writing things that people need to read you know like it's it's exciting it's an exciting time and I just got given um, a book of Sabrina's poetry it's really exciting because I bought uh, a book of poetry by Bridget Minamore which uh, I really recommend. Um, it's the publishing house. Oh, I'm so annoying. I can't remember the name it's of the all publishing right. house. Look it up. But it's a really cool publishing house that's doing a lot of. Yes, um, it's great. I think I slow her 30 quid for a gig, actually. So if she's listening, I'm sorry. I think I owe you Get 30 that quid. Yeah. Um, this is a, th- th- this bit here, just quickly, I was going to say Murmurs of Doubt, one of the uh, pieces that uh, Rebecca writes after. Uh, she writes a, a piece about um, uh, evangelical Christianity. And, she, and it's a, I just said, in almost every vampire novel I've ever read, and I read more than my fair share as a teen. Teenager, there's a scene in which a human agonises over the prospect of becoming a vampire. It's usually a lengthy consideration, but I can't remember a single case of a human turning that offer down. The deal is immortality in exchange for the sacrifice of a mortal life, abandonment of human friends and family, and accepting the inconveniences of subsisting on human blood. Evangelical Christians aren't known for drinking blood. They specifically object to the doctrine of transubstantiation or avoiding sunlight and holy objects. They quite like crucifixes. But there are some similarities between being born again and accepting the dark gift. Yeah. And I found that fact because when I was it's out in Australia... It's eternal life. It's obsessing yeah. over eternal life, it's isn't it? Very... Because I, I, there was a born-again uh, uh, or, or evangelical Christian that I met in Australia who had basically... He, he had had to leave he'd started to think he was a little bit confused you know they lived in a very small community where he wasn't really allowed to mix with anyone else and then somehow he got a copy of an AC Grayling book and he kept it under his bed 
you know, like pornography, basically. And he started to read it, and he started to go, this is all a little bit weird. And it was wow. a fascinating thing to find out that, you know, he's, he said, now I've left it. He said, I'll never be able to communicate with any of my family again. They don't want to talk to me. And oh, that is gosh. an amazing thing where the bond of dogma is greater than the bond of blood, I think. But it's a very... Murmurs of Doubt is, is really interesting uh, by Rebecca Fox. What was your other one? Um, what else can I recommend that I've come into contact with recently um oh uh so i'm finally reading like my brilliant friend by elena ferranti and i love it so much it's so exciting what's that which so is what like, is my brilliant friend it was so elena ferranti was is it elena ferranti it's ferranti i'm i'm doubting myself massively all oh, right so by the way we've now had on the screen behind us other answers to your things red rosa by kate evans titanic outspoken, outspoken press, press by bridget minimal publishing house so outspoken press um they are uh, new publishers. They're publishing a lot of really interesting and exciting poetry. So I would absolutely recommend that you follow that up. Um, but um, what was the thing I was talking about 10 seconds ago? Well, this while you're thinking about that, this is another postcards from the past, which some of you might know oh. as being on, on kind of put up on, on yes, Twitter and, and stuff like that. They, they've that. brought out it. a little book of this. Uh, and it's each page. It's a bit. It's a bit like boring postcards. If you remember boring postcards and boring postcards USA, which I think was compiled by Martin Parr. But there's just these wonderful things where it's the postcard and then one of the sentences that was written on the back of yes. it. So there's one here of uh, a, a bagpipe band marching through Edinburgh, and on the back of the postcard it just said, "I think the owner of the mystery voice is Glenn Campbell," <laughs> and. Uh, Found our things moved into another room, so left in rage. Eat cucumbers. Oh, um, I have to go. Well, it's your own. Work. You, if you hadn't had such a long break before, what work are you doing, by the way, tonight? What is it? It's a panel called "What Women Want," uh, run by Amy Annette, who's a really brilliant. Performer. Oh, okay. Um, I I want to recommend a couple more books. Hang on, let me think. What I'm reading. Oh yeah, Eleanor Ferranti. There we go. Uh, it's um. Uh, it's my brilliant friend um, it was this trilogy it was incredibly famous a couple of years ago and everyone was talking about it and I was like sure I'll read that one day and I've oh my god it's absolutely thrilling I've been loving it I would really recommend it I mean it's it's literally like going I'll tell you what if you like music listen to the <laughs> but at the same time it's really it's living up to the hype the Round Church Cambridge postcard, uh, which looks like it's from the uh, mid-60s, just has uh, on the back, I was sorry to hear of Elvis's death, as I know you liked him very much. Hope you haven't forgotten to water my plants. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, postcards from the, postcard from the past right. is uh, a lovely collection. Robin, I'll have to continue you. doing this on my own now. Good We were going to start earlier, weren't we? Oh, God, I can't believe it. It's ridiculous. Right. Don't look at the books. I've got to continue doing this while you go going out. I, I your read... parties. No, I've got to work. I read a really good... Um... Right, Josie's had to go off, so other recommendations include uh, Steve Aylett, who you may well remember uh, if you listened to the very first podcast we did, one with Stuart Lee, we talked about Steve Aylett a, a great deal, and there's a rather wonderful little book, uh, which is just Steve Aylett, a critical anthology uh, with pieces by Michael Moorcock, Alan Moore, uh, Robert Keeley, John Oakes, Jim Matthews, Reese Hughes, uh, Sam Reader, and uh, it's just little essays uh, about Steve Aylett, and some fantastic uh, snippets of, of his general thoughts as well there's an interview piece from an interview uh, that Steve Elliott did with Book Slut uh, which just says uh, I like taking arguments or sound bites and taking them apart or accelerating them to see where they lead satire takes an argument exposes it to reality and feeds it back to the person who stated it if it's got integrity they shouldn't be afraid of taking it in again but if the argument is flawed the satirical version will open out inside them like a complicated bomb and wreak a bit of havoc uh, so that's uh, Steve Elliott a critical anthology 
Energy, uh, Spirits of Place, another book, in fact, with something from Alan Moore. This is kind of uh, elements of psychogeography. This is from Daily Grail uh, Publishing. I think it was John Repian who put this together. In fact, it was John Repian. And that's uh, got some wonderful pieces by uh, Warren Ellis, Joanne Parker, uh, Ian Sinclair, and Sylvia Marino-Garcia, amongst others. And that's a very interesting book. I contributed to uh, a book you can skip my story though because it's another one where for some reason uh i found i've written two short stories recently and only afterwards realized there's different separate moments involving dog excrement and i think that shows the enormous influence that john waters pink flamingos has had on me even over 30 years uh since i first saw it at the scala uh, but it's a book called thought x fictions and hypotheticals and it's uh each short story is inspired by predominantly scientific thought experiments sometimes slightly philosophical uh thought experiments and uh there's a, a great piece by zoe gilbert called uh, tether and uh, the tiniest atom by sarah schofield and tethers based on uh, uh the idea of the experience machine and tiniest atom uh, atom is laplace's demon but it's uh it's quite a, just a, one of those nice interesting little books but you can skip my story with the dog excrement in it if you want um so that's nearly it uh pity josie uh, had to go but um but she's a very busy person whereas i i've got nowhere else to go so i'll probably just stay here now for the rest of the day that'll probably do for recommendations um I did finally read Thomas M. Dish's Camp Concentration. Why did I wait so long to do that? I should have done that earlier. And also, uh, I don't read novels that often, but uh, I was uh, when you get a novel which is all about uh, uh, a young man who is obsessed with Shaun of the Dead and then gets the chance to go to England, he's, he's based in America, and try and discover the truth behind his parents and his father, who was the leader of what appears to be a Jim Jones-style cult. Why wouldn't I read that book? So that's Narcissism for Beginners, which is by uh, Martine McDonough. Uh, and that's one of the unbound books but i just read that the other day and i don't i should read more novels i realize that uh but it's a very nice first person piece in which someone i suppose it explores through a mixture of zombie movies and uh, occasional uh, devon cream teas and possible uh, poisoning of cult followers uh nature and nurture uh in uh, the way a child is brought up uh, also, our producer Trent would like to uh, recommend uh, talking to my country. Is it talking to my country by Stan Grant, which is uh, uh, a look about uh, by uh, Stan about his uh, being brought up in Aboriginal culture and then the way of making the journey into becoming a journalist. So that is Trent's recommendation. So those are our kind of summer or autumn or winter or nuclear winter recommendations from Josie and Robin's Book Shambles. Don't forget, if you'd like to check on the reading list for this particular episode or any episodes, or indeed find out other guests that we've had on, the full list of both those things is at cosmicshambles.com slash bookshambles. As well as Book Shambles, there are other podcasts to be found at CosmicShambles.com, including Speakeasy, uh, the Q&As that uh, Professor Brian Cox and I did on the first part of our UK tour, and there may well be some from the later tours as well. You can find those at Brian Q&A, uh, as well as documentaries and web series that are coming up very, very soon. That's all at CosmicShambles.com. If you don't support us and you think, well, I've got a little bit of spare cash and I'd like to hear more people waffling on about books, then you can just go to CosmicShambles.com where you'll find information about either donation through Patreon or just a one-off donation through PayPal. This podcast is part of the Cosmic Shambles Network. 
Josie Robbins' Book Shambles was produced by Trent Burton of Trunkman Productions. <laughs>